listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JK3. So, Doug Marone today let go by the Jaguars. Uh, Shot Khan put a, I guess it was a press conference or some kind of Zoom call uh, that he participated in today that uh, had the production value of a hostage video, um, announced that we would uh, go and look for uh, a, a new coach and uh, describe some of the, the things he was looking for. Uh, I guess we'll first start off with the Marone tenure. Derek, if you want to start, just what your, you know, sort of after the fact feelings are on his, his tenure as head coach here. So sad, too bad, goodbye. Oh, okay, great. That's uh, yep. very analytical. <laughs> Yeah, super super analytical. Yep. That's there's the content nothing, people are here for. There's nothing to to explain. You know, you still I mean, if you really think about it, really think about it, okay. Half the staff, I'm pretty sure, and don't quote me on this, it's part of the old Gus Bradley regime, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so and that was terrible. And yeah, we had the one year, uh where if you look back on the stats of that, every quarterback in their division got hurt or put out for the year. So um, we got lucky at that point and have been crap ever since then. So, so sad, too bad. Goodbye. Well, JK3, at least from, <laughs> from memory standpoint, it is, I do have fond memories of him just from the, at least the, the, the playoff season, I would think. I mean, you, you got the, the, the memories of the playoff season – um, you've got the bologna, the, the Maroni bologna, you know, the sandwiches that we had in the stadium. And then he also delivered that. us the, uh, he delivered us the first pick. So, I mean, that's good in my book, man. I- yeah. Yeah. I still, I still have that feeling that there was a secret agreement between him and Sean Khan to just let it roll the rest of the year and he'd be retained. Um, but yeah, there, there's, I mean, aside from the playoff year, it's just, you know, not been great. Needless to say, I'm not mad at the reason why I'm not mad at Doug is because Doug's going to be okay. Doug, Doug, everyone's like, oh man, I hate to see somebody lose their job. Yo, he got, he, he got a bunch of money that Buffalo, I believe is still paying him. The Jags are still going to be paying him after he like, he gets let go or after he got let go today. Doug's going to be all right. Doug, Doug is not, he's not worried about y'all and you know, we shouldn't be worried about him and worried about, uh, I think there was a thing that I saw the other day where he called Shad Khan once the Urban Meyer rumors were were heating up, you know, and he like played the nice guy, you know, because I got a family and you, bro, <laughs> everyone knows that you're going to lose your job. Your kids have friends that are Jaguar fans, and they were telling your kids that they were going to that you were going to lose your job, man. It's okay. Like, take the money and walk, bro. Don't don't try to pull the family man card. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like he's the. Uh the manager of the local Costco or something that just got let go. I mean, you know what I mean? So, so not that traumatic. Costco had a, Costco had a, Costco's got a better crowd than the Jags do on Saturday and Sunday. Oh man. That's actually true. I went, I went, I went to the, uh, actually Derek, if like I was at that last game, there may have been more people in the Costco uh, this weekend than there was at the last Jaguars game, at least Jaguar fan wise. But I went to that other Costco, not the one, not the one near the town center, but I think the one maybe closer to you, uh, JK3. I want to say maybe. Um, it's like a mega Costco. That thing's amazing. 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a published guy, so I, I wouldn't know anything about these. These oh, these like different different thing. All these stale. You're getting like 48 bags of Doritos, and they're stale. <laughs> have you have you been to Costco? I don't think that's an accurate. You might have been to BJ's. So you can get regular yeah. bags of chips at Costco. I think yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Costco's great. What do you let think? Me hold your, let me let me hold your membership then. All right. That's J- fine. JK, JK3, you, you over here, you acting like that stuff's from like pick and save or premier foods or something <laughs> like nah, that. So man. my, my, my I, I, won't, I won't put his name, I won't put his name on the pod, but my, uh, my, my coworker loves Costco. Like co- he has gone to Costco, uh, I would say several times for, for lunch. Um, so yeah, he, he, he loves it. And he, I'm pretty sure he's going to listen. He'll probably give me a, uh, a shout out on, on text or something, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just not a, I'm I'm just a Publix guy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. The only stale chips I know about are those little prepackaged nachos at the games. Those things are disgusting. Um, but anyway, so the, did you guys watch the, I don't even know if it was available or not. I saw some of the clips on Twitter, but um, any thoughts on shot statement or just the, uh, the, the kind of abrupt Q and a, I think that people were a little, caught off guard by because uh seems like the only person that would get out and talk to the public lately is Doug Marone. But once you fire him, I guess he's not there to do it anymore. So what's your, uh, what's your guys' impressions of that, uh, that press conference? I think there's more, it, it, we just keep peeling back layers of ineptitude. Like at first we thought it was Tom Coughlin and we get rid of Tom Coughlin and then it's like, okay, well maybe it's David Caldwell and you know, we get rid of Dave. And then it's done. And we finally fire the head coach to realize that the person behind the behind the show is is the owner. And I really hope that, you know, he he talked a lot about the, the um, you know, some of the consultants and some of the lessons that he learned as far as being a brand new owner and everything else like that. He needs to look at Washington and Dallas and see that being the owner, the GM and, you know, the popcorn boy at the same time does not work out. So you need to be the, an involved owner, yes, but should you be the person making football decisions and making, um, you know, a head coach or not, excuse me, making like roster moves and all that other stuff? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's – Khan's always, you know, he's a businessman. He's a poker player. He's never going to show his hand. So we don't know. Um, he can get in front of the camera all he wants to um, until we actually see some production on, on the wing column. Forget production on the field, production in the wing column. That's what fans want to see. It, 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 when, and when you look at this process, you got to think about it now. So everybody's gone. Tom Coughlin's gone. Uh, GM can't even think of his name. Caldwell's gone. Whoa. And now Marone's gone. So who does he have to go to to, you know, um, consult, you know, most teams hire, you know, you believe it or not, you know, teams do hire consulting firms to look for coaches. They do it in college. I'm sure they do it in the pros, uh, just like any other, any other job. So, you know, he's got an idea, like you said, an innovative offense. Okay. Which coach has an innovative, you know, new offense, you know, points put, you know, people in the stands, the defensive football. It's not dead. It's just that that's not what people want to see. And Khan wants to try to sell tickets. So, um, I think that there's a, there are some good points, I'm sure, but at, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you, you say all this stuff, 
You say all these things. Let's see what you actually do. Right. Because according to, and, and the media is the media, but every single publication out there has Jacksonville as the most attractive spot. We have the largest gap in salary cap. We have the most draft picks. And we got the number one pick with an awesome quarterback, although he hasn't declared yet, but we know he's going to come out. I hope he doesn't stay another year or decide to go on a mission trip and, and say, I'm not going to play football for a year. Who knows? But um, he hasn't <laughs> Is that a rumor yet. or something? Mission no, trip? no, I'm just, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. You know, you, you, you never, you never know, but uh, he hasn't said that. No, that's just, it's just a joke. But point is, we want to see some production in, in the win column. We want to see some W's. Okay, we're tired of L's. Okay. I think that's kind of like what JK3 and I were uh, just uh, recently, uh, you know, featured on the, um, you know, extremely popular Indianapolis Colts podcast, Fortune Blue. And uh, that was one of the uh, th- topics. I don't even know if we were talking about this beforehand or during it, but the fact that we haven't recorded as much this season is just sort of due to the fact that, what did you say, JK3? It gets kind of old to talk about in each game, James Robinson being the standout player and everything else sucking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's really all you can – that's all I mean. The, the really only real big bright spots uh, in the season were James Robinson. There were some flashes of DJ um, and LaVishka. I mean, that's, that's – I mean, Miles Jack had an awesome year, uh, you know, but that, that that's a really – I mean, that's it. I mean, the, the offensive line – uh, you know, is is they they're they're getting beat. The quarterback play wasn't really uh, astounding. Um, the defensive line, we drafted a player who didn't really come on until like the last month of the season. I mean, it's it, it's tough. I mean, it really is. And then uh, and then honestly, man, you keep hearing the same things over and over again. You know, on local radio, radio, or any other Jags podcast that you listen to. Or of course, you don't listen to any other ones. You listen to this one. So uh, <laughs> there are no other ones. <laughs> So I mean, whatever whatever way you consume, um, you know, Jaguars information, information, it, it, it stinks, and you know, it, it's kind of scary that you know, seeing that Shad Khan was you know, kind of taking all of the and making a, a majority of the decisions and things like that because this guy took a hundred straight or, or took a hundred losses like it was nothing. <laughs> he like he took a hundred losses and didn't really make any you know knee jerk reaction or brash moves, which is. I, I mean, I guess that that's good, you know, for stability with any type of coach or GM, knowing that you're going to get some type of patience. But right. man, that is for him to be such a business owner and for people to say these things about him and wanting the, you know, continuity uh, and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just I really hope right now that he can see he sees where he, he said all the right things. As far as you know, being there for the fans and saying the fans deserve the right things and all sort of stuff, but I mean, right now, man, you really don't get in this spot, and it really doesn't get any better than you know what we have right now. As far as you know, draft pick goes, the um, opportunity to you know cleanse the entire organization from top to bottom, uh, and then bring in just a new winning, you know, hopefully a winning regime. I think that's kind of alluding to what Derek was saying about all the opportunities that a new coach has coming here. But the, one of the biggest ones that we probably don't value enough is the ownership and the patience and the respect that he's right now. Uh, I guess I don't know how it works, but I, he's saying that the coaches 
going to remain on staff and I guess they're still going to get paid until they, they find a replacement. Is that kind of what you guys took from that? Is that what he's saying? I thought he was saying more. I thought he was saying more or less that, you know, some coaches he thought were good and should, you know, be considered for a job to, to stay. Okay. Um, but I think that's good, with, right? I, you know, not, 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 the, no, not, not Derek that they should actually stay, but the fact that from a, the perception standpoint, a prospective coach might look at that and say, okay, he's respectful and he's not, you know, kicking these guys out the door uh, as soon oh, as the show's over. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, you know, because these, these those those guys have you know families they have to look after and thing that that's you know commendable. But I'm talking about next year. Like, I there might be one guy. Maybe Keenan McCardell. We'll say maybe. Besides that, I better not recognize another stinking coach <laughs> from the previous five or six years. Coach, water boy, okay, uh, assistants, you know, whatever. I bet not see a single person that was on the sidelines the last four or five years on the sideline next year, except for, in my opinion, maybe Keenan McCardo. Everybody yeah. else got to go. Well, Adam Schefter just tweeted that Todd Wash was in contention for the, uh, the head coach job. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Uh, yeah. And Urban Myers buying a house in the Dell Webb community because he's just turned 56 and it's 55 and up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're that's, saying that's yeah. fake? Is yeah. That, is, is that yeah. a darn Schefter? Is that the fake one? Yeah, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I guess my, my whole point with uh, – bring all that up is that sort of like us wanting to record right now and being excited is sort of like the microcosm of what all the fans are feeling right now is that we're actually motivated and excited again just for the season to be over and the potential of everything coming up because we don't even have a head coach hire we don't even have the quarterback drafted yet like you said Trevor Lawrence could decide to stay at Clemson or retire because he hates the potential of coming here I don't know but um you know, it's just the the possibilities right now that are so exciting, uh, and I guess at that point we should probably pivot to the to the head coach search. So, um, you know, the, the big word out there through all the national media folks, which makes me give a little credence to it, especially when JK3, you were saying that they were uh, having rumors out there about how much money potentially being offered to Urban Meyer for the for the job. Yeah, potentially for Herb to 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 come out of retirement, he's looking at around twelve. He wants twelve million a year, which to me is, it's. I mean, that's up there with Belichick. That's I think it's more than Sean Payton. Um, you know, it's up there with a lot of the the coaches who are regarded as, you know, kind of that prestige in in the NFL. And I mean, twelve million a year. It, it's not my money. And I've never been one of those, you know, one of those fans that says, oh, you paid him this amount of money. You paid him, you know, if, if right. one thing Urban is going to do is win. That is that is a hundred percent fact. One thing Urban is going to do is, is he's going to win um, the speed of the game. You know, some of those things that Derek and I were talking about a little bit as far as like, you know, uh, cupcake college games and everything else like that. He's going to win. Urban knows how to how to how to coach, and I think that's going to happen. I think the thing that you have to think about is how much control he's going to have because or want or need to kind of foster a healthy relationship. And two, um, you know, to kind of counter what I just said, coming from college to the NFL, I in this in this position right now, I just think the Jacks cannot miss. They've got to have somebody that has performed at the higher at a high level in the NFL. 
um, you know, in order to knock this out of the park, in my opinion. Um, and I think you go after um, you you shoot your shot. You go after some of the guys who you you know who who may not be able to uh, you may not be able to lure lure away. Um, I mean, worst worst they're going to say is no. You know what I mean? But then um, you go out and get someone who's proven, someone who is um, you know that that can show that they can you know, do things in the NFL and do um, what Khan is asking for, which is basically modern football. You know, we want, we want points. We want the scoreboard lit up and, you know, have a defense that can, you know, maybe have three or four stops a game and, and kind of put you in contention. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely going to have, I think the Jags are definitely going to have to, uh, you know, get someone that's in touch with the players from a GM um, perspective and also touch in touch with players that are on the offensive side of the ball too. So, Derek, with Urban Meyer, uh, there is a history of, you know, successful college coaches coming over from the college ranks of the NFL and it not necessarily translating. So when it comes to Urban Meyer, let's just say that he's the guy. Um, what do you look at the likelihood that that his style of football or even his persona and his attitude translates to the NFL level? Um. The biggest thing with him is when he was a college coach, you know, I noticed, you know, I was never a fan of uh, Ohio State or UF, but you noticed those programs were kind of run like, you know, professional teams. You know, he, he didn't really treat them like, you know, he wasn't sitting down at the dinner table with mama sweet talking her. You know, that that's, doesn't seem like his MO. I don't know the guy. I don't know anyone that knows him, but just by hearing him talk on the television, he doesn't seem like that type of person. So, well, he used to work with uh, Belichick a lot, didn't he? Didn't he and Belichick get together all the time and do camps and stuff like that? I, I think so. Um, and that's the type of personality he has. Um, you know, you look at the track record, man, of what he did in college, and that's great. But you also, when you look at, you know, in the NFL, it's, it's a different ball game. Could he be successful? Could his offense work? Yeah, it could. You know, it, 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 it very well could, can. But um, you just never know until you find out. And find out most people thought that Steve Spurrier's offense 20 years ago would work well. You know, Nick Saban's. Now, it's been a long time since we've talked about a, uh, a college coach. I think the last one was last year. Uh, I can't think of his name. Is it Matt Rule, I think? Is he the, the coach of the Panthers, I want to say? And he was at um, – JK3, help me out. What school was he at? Um, I uh, off the top. Oh, you have to look that up. Uh, yeah, like Baylor or something like that. Or? Baylor, that's right. Yeah, he was at Baylor. So, um, you know, it is the you know he he's one of the you know uh, another one that you have to see if it translates well. So I think it can. Um, but like I, like I told you guys before, with Urban Meyer, and this is just my opinion, the marriage will be pretty. The honeymoon in the first couple of years will be, you know, excellent. The divorce will be ugly if he becomes a coach. Okay, ugly divorce. If you look at everywhere he's gone, the divorce in Florida, ugly. Divorce from Ohio State, ugly. Okay, Utah and Bowling Green, I don't know. So, <laughs> but based on That's recent divorces, based on recent divorces, there's a championship that comes with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you go, I'm you, good you, with you, that. You're gonna get to keep the ring. You're gonna get to keep the ring. <laughs> yeah. 
I think you're good oh, with that, man. JK3, right? We're good with the championship if it's an ugly divorce, I'm pretty sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, we're not going to hammer too much on Urban Meyer, I guess, because that's kind of the cliche thing right now. And I don't know, ten. Uh, you guys were kind of talking about this, that these sorts of rumors get a little nutty sometimes, you know, in the first few weeks of the off season. So who knows? This could all just be a uh, smoke screen for him to negotiate a higher TV contract or something. Um, I mean, so people are tracking, people are starting to track every flight that leaves Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Does he yeah. even live there anymore? I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like who, who, like who knows that he, why would, I mean, yeah. So re- really quick guys that I would like to see, you know, and urban Meyer is not my first uh, one, that's my opinion, but um, Brian uh, and I can't pronounce his last name. You pronounce uh, it, Corey, because you de- dabble. De- yeah, we, no, D ball, yeah. I think. D ball, D, D, yep. So the, the, ball, the Bills yeah, offensive coordinator, the ball, Brian, the ball. Um, that's one. Joe Brady from Carolina. That's another. He, he's young and up and comer. Um, those are guys that. That type that I would like to see, you know, the uh, ball isn't as young as Joe Brady, but he definitely has experience and, and he's been coaching a long time under Saban and Belichick, believe it or not, even Saban's days way back at Michigan State, I want to say, um, years and years ago. So that that's who I would like to see. You know, look what he's done to the Bills offense. The Bills offense with, you know, um, has uh, done a phenomenal job this year. and. Um, I would like to see that opportunity. I just, I don't know. I'm just, and it may be my, my gator bias, but I don't know. Uh, the, the urban Meyer thing to me, is just kind of always thought, uh, he's great and all, don't get me wrong, but let's go in a different direction. Um, I think for me, man, it's going to be either, either be enemy or, uh, you know, I think the enemy would be, would be awesome. Um, I think, you know, someone from the – I'm not saying they're going to be able to get Sean Payton, but as far as, like, organizations and, and teams that I would want to try to pull someone from, I would like to try to see if we can get, like, pieces from, um, you know, places that have just prolific offenses and places that just have, you know, these players that no one else seems to be able to find, like someone that can find, you know, your your Alvin Kamara, someone that can find your Tyreek Hill, someone that can find your Debo Samuels. You know, the, these guys that people, they they know um, and, and they see the, the, the football talent and they see what the potential and maximize that potential for the, the best return on investment that you can. You know, I'm taking a guy at number, you know, four, which more of the draft pundits maybe had him as like a, you know, a fifth or, you know, or something like that. And then they're taking this person, you know, a la James Robinson and turning them into a, a superstar uh, and then still being able to craft uh, that roster and still build around that roster and manage to keep everybody happy. That, that would be, you know, the best thing for me, you know, someone that's cut from, you know, a, a Kansas city cloth, maybe, you know, someone what they're doing at the saints, um, the Buffalo, you, you think about, I think about some of the offensive stuff they're doing at Buffalo, which is great. I think they put up like 140 something points in the last three, three games. But then again, their defense also plays very well. Um, you know, someone from a, a, a pedigree as, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 
Um, I, I think uh, their VP of football operations, Omar Khan, has been, you know, rumored to being interviewing someone that has been around winning and all they know is winning. You know, I don't want any type of, you know, just, oh, well, we, we lost it here. We lost it there or no, just I, I, I mean, for the cards and for the thing that's, you know, on the table right now for Jacksonville, they've got no choice but to, to I mean, they got to hit it out of the park on all the hires. Top to so bottom, no, it's got to be no, mm-hmm. no veteran coaches like Marvin Lewis or Caldwell, Jim Caldwell. Nah, no, 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 uh, uh-uh. absolutely not. Especially not those two. Do you think Urban is the only one that they would hire first, as opposed to hiring a general manager first? Because isn't that kind of uncommon to to go head coach first before GM? Very uncommon. That's why I don't believe half the half the stuff too. And then also that urban you know he's the only one linked to the jags which is it, which is kind of kind of surprising to me i mean because you've got you know anthony lynn uh who just got who just got let go out in in um la i mean he's got a pretty good offense there with justin herbert he's got a young running back uh you know he's got some Pete keenan allen he's got some pieces out there too with a decent defense um you know but why 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 none of these guys um you know like the Lions, uh, the Falcons, uh, you know, some of these other, you know, other other places that, that have let go. Well, why wouldn't he be interviewing there? Why is he only solely tied to Jacksonville without a GM? Because Trevor oh, Lawrence, man. baby. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just I just literally laughed out loud. <laughs> someone just someone just tweeted out. Saw Urban Meyer at Petco, and he put a hundred thousand in a fish tank and said, "Get the hell out of my aquarium!" Like, where, where did they come up with this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds legit. Go, yeah, yeah. Good night, man. People are in their stuff. But. Well, I guess if that's the case, then it's kind of uh, premature for us to speculate about head coach candidates. This whole episode maybe should have been about general manager candidates, but I haven't yeah. really. I mean, I haven't really seen that much talk out there about GM candidates as much as you've seen, seen about uh, head coaches. Um, I know the Patriots guy uh, was being looked at by the Texans. What is his name? Cap Casserly. I want to say, is that right? I might be pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. But, um, I know you're talking about. Yeah. That's uh, that's the only thing I've seen out there. And I, I don't know that the Jags, have we interviewed any GM candidates yet? Yeah, yeah, we we have. Um, I guarantee this goes back to my comment about the the search firm. You know, um, trust me, Khan doesn't know. He might have just started to learn a lot of these folks' names and their experience and meet these people, but he doesn't know. I guarantee he's got a consulting firm for a coach and a GM that's probably been working on this for six months. Um, that's putting people in front of him. He's given that consultant firm a vision of what he wants and they're going out and finding names. So, um, and another thing too, the interviews, people may come in and interview to in Jacks for, uh, you know, for a position, but the likelihood of that is probably not one. We got a pandemic going on. That's the first thing. So there's a lot of virtual interviews, but two, nine times out of 10, these interviews and things take place in other cities and not just other cities like Columbus, Ohio. It could happen in Dallas during, you know, they could have both been in town for the, uh, the Rose bowl, which is even weird saying Rose bowl in Dallas. Um, The, uh, 
it, hap- it happens in different cities. If Khan is really interested in someone, if they you know want to do a face to face and he feels like going and it's safe because of the pandemic, they, they may go to him. Um, so it's not everybody's just going to fly into Jacksonville and, and come and, and, and meet uh, these whole like you know, the private jet, you know, ch- you know, watching the flight tracker and all that crap, man. I don't believe any of that, man. I, I beg, I beg to differ, man. Because if I'm hiring somebody, and right now, if I'm if I'm con and I got enough skin in the game right now, with I'm trying to get Lot J built, I'm trying to get them to build a statue of me, you know, in downtown Jacksonville. I'm trying to bring all this wonderful nightlife and turn everything over, man. I'm giving you a rapid test right now. You happen on a plane. I'm gonna have it sanitized. You're coming to my spot where it's already sanitized. I'm meeting you face to face because I've got too much to lose right now. You know, I, I, yeah. I've got, if I want, if if I'm thinking of Khan, the businessman, if that's what I'm thinking of, I I've lost, I've I've lost, I've had way too many losing seasons, and or as as he said, far too many Sundays uh, of losing games. Like right now, if he's if he's if he's saying it, and if that's what he's really you know, trying to really turn this around and, and really bring it in. You've got every piece right now that you would need to turn and make a legit rebuilding, not just a rebuilding at like, you know, where a rebuilding where you've won like four games for the last like three years. Like you've got to get to the bottom where they are right now. Uh, Dave Caldwell, thank you uh, for, for the amazing amount of draft picks in the hall that you were able to go ahead and, and pull over, uh, you know, these last couple of years. Um, right now, you've got the Golden Goose and Trevor Lawrence. You go, you, I mean, obviously, you know, you're, if that's not your, if, you, if you're not asking a coach or a potential coaching candidate, who are you drafting first? If they, they, if they try to give you something other than, you know, Trevor Lawrence, get them out of here. And then also, um, you got to bring in a GM, again, that knows the under, and understands about keeping players in-house and getting someone to your second contract. There's no reason why Yannick Ngakwe, Jalen Ramsey should not be on this team. There's no reason Allen Robinson should not be on this team. And these are all guys that you have home, homegrown drafted and, you know, tarnished the relationship and let them go to other places and be, you know, productive. Yeah, um, I didn't read about that Shad Khan statue proposal. Was that in the? Uh, in the oh, bill? geez, it's it's in there. It's in there in, in section section A. Uh, you know, article. You know, all that crap. It's in there. <laughs> specific. Um, okay, so uh, any final thoughts on the coach GM uh, Shad Khan presser? Just I I I I pray that the the GM is not Lewis Riddick. That that's my only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, man. He, he made a comment. He made a comment that Bortles was a franchise was a franchise quarterback, and that just every time I hear the name Lewis Riddick, I think back to that video of him saying that Bortles is a franchise QB. And man, I, as a, I mean, that you again, if you are the if you're Shad Khan and you've got all of this stuff as far as. A um, hundred million dollars in salary cap, and a, a ton of draft picks. Um, you know, cleaning house—the opportunity for someone to come in and clean house and bring their own staff. And regardless of who's in right now, and the number one draft pick, you, you better not have Lewis. You better not have some guy. He he, he no. I need somebody <laughs> like again, somebody that's got a talent and can put together rosters and keep those rosters together. 
That's it. That's all I want. I want, I don't want to, I don't want someone's, this is not a, you know, a test run. This isn't a trial. This isn't like, oh, hey, we'll give this guy a shot. You know, no, this has got to be, you know, someone that you are confident in, someone that can do the job and someone that can produce the results to get this team back in the winning ways. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's like a once in a franchise uh, opportunity right now. I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. that we'll never have, uh, you know, maybe a first overall pick ever again, but the amount of draft picks, the cap room, the first overall pick, opportunity to hire a new GM, a new head coach. Uh, you know, it's just there's there's so many things that are positive that if you screw it up, then that really sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I can tell you right now, just from an enthusiasm standpoint, I mean, you hear people saying – without even fielding a football team yet, that the potential of, let's say, Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence is enough for them to buy season tickets without even putting the team together yet. Um, so this is a huge opportunity that they really, like you're saying, cannot afford to mess up. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, last thing, the, the Clemson-Ohio State game, did that change either of your guys' opinions on the first overall pick as far as Fields versus Lawrence, or is that already pretty set in stone? Already set in stone for me. Fields played, Fields, Fields played a great game because Dabo opened his mouth uh, and tried to, you know, they ranked them 11th and said they don't deserve to be there and has made some comments about them over the last, you know, couple of weeks. That, that's, that's what that was. They were motivated to make sure they shut him up. You know, and people people are, are saying and like they're disappointed in Trevor Lawrence's performance. He threw for four hundred yards. Hey, <laughs> 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 he, he threw for four hundred yards. <laughs> Missed me with that. Because if that was if that was if that was the case, uh a couple months ago when uh Ohio State was, you know, was was on the verge of losing to Northwestern, I mean, Northwestern is way worse than Ohio State. So, I mean, no, no. Tre- Trevor Lawrence, please. That's what, we're, that's what we're doing. Give me the 16. As soon as they announce it, I mean, I'll probably go either white, teal, or uh, – I'll get all three. I'll get all three of them. <laughs> white, teal, white, teal, and black 16, and, and, and let's go. Yeah. No, it's exciting time. So, we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye out, uh, you know, to get the breaking news alert about – you know, the next potential coach or GM or sighting at an airport or a pet store or a retirement community, whatever it is. Um, or your local Whitey's fish camp out here in Clay County. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, um, here we go. All right. Well, we'll uh, wrap it up there. We appreciate you guys for listening. Be sure if you're on Apple Podcasts to leave us a rating and review. Um, we're also on all other major podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, et cetera. Um, but otherwise, uh, shout us out on Twitter at Down by the Bank, and we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Hey, do me a favor. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.